Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. I'm coming to you from maternity leave with some of the best episodes from the show. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Taryn Conwell of Undomestic Mom. Taryn's on a mission to help moms create a life they don't need to escape from by offering support, resources, and encouragement on her podcast and Instagram. Taryn is one of my clients and retreat participants. This year, she was in both Magical May and Summer in Flow, and I just adore her. I especially love her sense of humor and the honest, enthusiastic way she approaches life. If you're a mom or somebody who (laughs) relates to moms in any way, you will definitely enjoy Taryn's content, and I think you're going to love this episode. Let's listen. Hello, friends. I am so excited to be here with you today to share a very fun interview with one of my clients, Taryn Conwell. Taryn is a self-discovery mentor who helps moms create a life they don't need to escape from through journaling, meditation, and community. She's a mom of three who recently experienced her own self-discovery journey, which led to an intuitive career pivot. Taryn is a Celebrate Cultivate listener, and like I said, one of my coaching clients. We've worked together a few times since November, and it's truly been a joy to watch things unfold for her since then. I love Taryn's sense of humor and the honest, enthusiastic way she approaches life. Give her a follow over on Instagram. She's at undomesticmom, and you can visit her website, undomesticmom.com. Taryn, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, I know. So I know that this is a big thing for you. So I just want to start by asking, what's one thing you love to do that helps create a life you don't need to escape from? It's probably what I'm doing right now, which is has, uh, I have the babysitter here. (laughs) So (laughs) I allow myself the babysitter to come once a week. I am a, you know, stay at home mom, but that is something that we work into the budget no matter what, um, so that I can always have a break to myself to work on not only my blog, but also just some time away from my kids. Yeah. Yeah. When did you start doing that? I started a while ago, probably I've been, this has been a babysitter of ours for a little over two years, but weekly I started having her come when I had my son, who's my third child. He was born at the end of May. 
So she first came to help me with my two older girls. And then we were, you know, she's amazing. And so she can handle all three. So we just kind of kept her on once a week since then. Yeah. Yeah. And so what has that time meant to you? Like, do you feel a lot of pressure to get things done during that time? Or what is it that you do? I think for me, you know, I have weekly goals with my blog that I want to reach. So I definitely take some of that to work on it. Um, But also, you know, I have time, I have other time during the week. So if I'm having just like a rough go, which this month has been a little bit of just, you know, kind of, I feel like everyone's experiencing this, like we've hit this 11 month of the pandemic and now I'm in the Midwest. So the weather (laughs) to contend with always is, you know, February is kind of like, ah, yeah. So I've been using the time with her as a buffer. So if I just have had a week where I, I mean, like this week, we didn't even leave the house. So when she comes, I will just say to myself, I am just going to relax. And so sometimes I will just um, take the time to read, watch, like watch a movie by myself even. But most of the time I do like to get some things done because that does always make me feel good. But it's nice to just have um, the time, honestly, to recharge if needed. Yes, totally. Totally. And so you went through a pretty big self-discovery journey recently. Can you tell us a bit about where you are now on that path? Yes. So I, uh, anyone who knows me, I am what I would lovingly call high strung. (laughs) I always have been. (laughs) I operate at a 10 in most mediums of life. So once I, and I'm also very extroverted. So the pandemic was particularly tricky for me right out of the gate. I, you know, I think a lot of us kind of thought, oh, two weeks, we can handle that. And then once those two weeks passed, it was like, oh, this is in it for the long haul. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, and I was pregnant, so I kind of had the first sort of um, throughout the pandemic was like, well, I just have to get through my pregnancy, you know, because that was obviously imminent. Um, And then after I had my son, you know, the first six weeks, of course, just like anyone who has a child experiences are uh, lots of highs and lows. Right. And then through talking to my midwife after I had him, she was like, you know, you might be experiencing some postpartum anxiety that could be triggered by the pandemic because with my first two, I never, I never, yeah, I never experienced it. Not that you can't with subsequent births, you absolutely can. Um, But I never experienced this feeling with my first two. So it was very, um, it was a little jarring to me. And so through that, we, I love my midwife. She's just, all hands on deck and she's like very much like whole mom health you know she's like let's talk about your mental health let's talk about how you're taking care of yourself and through that I went and got on an antidepressant which helped a lot but -hmm. then I also was like I need something beyond that and that's kind of where the meditating first came into place And that kind of rolled into journaling and then that kind of rolled into the creating my own space. And I, with that prong approach, I started to really feel good. And that's where I'm at now, where I'm honestly, I'm happier than I 
ever have been in my life. It's mm-hmm. just like a, a feeling of, um, you know, I people would talk in the past about like, oh, being happy where you are. It's about the journey. And I would kind of thought that was like, okay, no, it's like, well, let me reach my next goal. Let me reach my next goal. But yeah. I'm finally in a place. And even like I said, I'm having a rough month. You know, it's cold here. We've had 32 inch, I think 30 or 36 inches of snow in like three weeks here in Chicago. Wow. I'm able to recognize this is a season. This won't last forever. And I'm still able to find the daily joy, which was not, I was not that sort of person like even six months ago. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for kind of sharing a bit about the hard parts too, because it is always a little tricky when you're not feeling, you know, amazing to hear somebody say, I'm the happiest I've ever been in the middle of a pandemic with 32 inches of snow. It's like, well, how did you get there? So, I mean, you've definitely been through a lot to get to this point. When you look back at the last year, what was one of the bigger turning points for you? So I would say, and I, I honestly, like I, when I tell people the story, they laugh because I'm like, it's, it was like the, it's kismet. It was the universe. But when I, I turned 35 in October and I'm <laughs> 35th birthday, or I think it was the day before I Googled 35th birthday thoughts. Like I was just like, it felt, it felt milestoney to me a little bit. And I didn't know yeah. why, because 35, you know, it's, you know, it just, it didn't seem milestoney before this. Um, uh-huh. And your blog post that you wrote on your 35th birthday is the first thing for the keyword, a 35th birthday. <laughs> like wow. that was the first thing that popped up. And that's kind of how, and that's, so that's how I found you. And then listening to you on the podcast, you talked a lot about your um, closet. And yes. how you have like a little office space set up in there. And I remember going on an Instagram because I'm like, I want to see pictures of this. Like, I, this is, I'm interested in this. <laughs> and that was probably the biggest turning point for me because I had this closet in my house that was full of just art supplies that we didn't use anymore. And I was like, I'm going to make this my office. My clo- I call it my office, a closet yes. office. <gasps> and my husband was like, Super supportive. I think he was just happy I had kind of like a project, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it snowballed. I don't know. There's something about like doing something for yourself. Like I, I completely emptied it. I got rid of everything. I took down the shelves. I painted it. I, I had to do something to the floor and then I have the space for myself. And I think for me, just as a mom, I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that like, we don't have a space in our house. That's all just ours. You know, our kids have bedrooms. Well, we usually typically at least share those bedrooms with our spouse. And so, and then, you know, the kitchen, I mean, (laughs) it's, it's always a mess and we're always doing work in it. So having a space that's literally like, everyone knows this is mom's, uh, like it, it did. It changed something in me that if I want something for myself, I can achieve it. And it's not as out of reach as people might think or as I yeah. thought previous. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you want more, Taryn has a whole highlight on her Instagram 
with the transformation and like the step-by-step. And it is so inspiring to watch because it is just like every other family's random closet that you just like put stuff in to die. (laughs) And like you have the best of intentions to like clean it out at some point. And I just love how you took that spark of inspiration and ran with it and now have this sanctuary of your own that you can go to and you really have spent so much time there, right? I have. I spend every morning I come down here and that, you know, before I always love the idea of meditating, but my husband, I'm, you know, I'm a super morning person and my husband isn't. So my husband's in our bedroom in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. he's still asleep. And so I was like, well, I can't meditate because he's in there. And then in the living room, my kids are early birds. So they're always in there. I was like, well, I can't go there because they're in there. And then when I, now that I have the office, I have this space that is just my own. So I'm able to come down here every morning and it's, it's like such a retreat feeling to it. That yeah. is, um, you know, that I created. Cause I like, like, let me put colors that I like, let me put fabrics that I like, let me put candles that I like the smell of or diffusing a scent. Um, and I read that once on a blog that you can make your house feel like whatever you want. It could feel like, a spa if you want. And I was like, my house could never feel like that. But this room really does. And um, I've had friends actually come in here and like, let me experience it. And they come in here and they'll meditate and they're like, it does, it does feel like a spa. So I do spend a lot of time down here. That's so awesome. That's so, so cool. Well, I wanted to talk a bit about the pivot that you've made with your blog and your Instagram. So you used to be all about meal planning and making meal planning accessible, especially for busy moms. And now you're a self-discovery mentor. So can you share a bit about what motivated that pivot for you? Sure. Um, so yeah, I, um, my blog is almost three years old and I started in the beginning was just, you know, general mom lifestyle. And then my meal planning, which in my friend group I am known for. So I wasn't surprised that that was kind of the topic that took off more. And so I started doing writing more and more about meal planning and then I developed a workshop that I would do. I, I would do it in person, you know, pre-COVID, I would do it in person. And I've also done it online. And I really did enjoy helping moms with like such a, it's a simple aspect of motherhood, but it is such a crux of motherhood for so many uh, because there, you know, lots of people don't like to cook. And, and even myself, I love cooking, but we have to do it every night. <laughs> it's always, you know, it just feels like, yeah. such a, a chore. And, um, so that was what the blog was about for a really long time. And then when the pandemic hit and I was pregnant, you know, it, it, there was an aspect of it that felt, uh, people were asking me, well, how can I, you know, like the, uh, pandemic, like when the beginning, when the grocery stores were bare and it was, it was yeah. very challenging and I was creating content and just really like not excited about it anymore. And, um, I was just kind of like, ah, this is not like, it didn't feel like my calling. And so then once I had my son, um, in May, I, you know, afterwards I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back to creating content. And I was, and I just felt that like my heart wasn't in it anymore. 
Hmm. And um, all the while feeling like this other part of motherhood emerging from so many people like, well, how can we, where can we get daily joy from when we're so miserable with this pandemic? And so at first I just started kind of playing around with the idea But the more I talked about it, the more I realized this was my true, it felt like more of a, uh, my, my calling in this season of life, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say, I'll have many callings and I don't doubt that it won't change again one day. Um, but right now, you know, I, I co-work with a good friend of mine and then I'm also in a mastermind. So when I talked about this, everyone you know, in my professional life where it's like, you're lighting up when you talk about this. And so that's kind of, I kind of like followed my gut on that, um, you know, with the help of some people I respect, but it just, it's just transforming into what I'm considering as who I am, not only as a mother, but also as a woman, this is what I have to bring to the table right now. And it's resonating with a lot of people. And luckily, the same moms <laughs> that struggled with meal planning are also the moms who struggle with finding self-care for themselves and finding right. the time. So yes. the pivot, you know, it made sense in that, in that regard. Totally. Did you face any resistance or roadblocks in, in making that shift? You know, I've gotten, um, I, I very openly on my email list gave people, um, for several weeks, the option to opt out. Cause I said, you know, I'm not gonna be talking about meal planning anymore. And, um, I did have a lot of people opt out and I had a couple of people email me like, I just, uh, could I just get the, you know, like certain things that they had maybe downloaded of mine that they couldn't find. And they were like, <laughs> can you help me? And I was like, of course. Um, so it wasn't a ton, but even that little bit was like, Oh, like, I think personally, I felt like I was letting people down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've made some really amazing friends on Instagram. And funny enough, I had just re kind of vamped my Instagram in July and I made this pivot in like November. So I had made <laughs> connected with a lot of other recipe bloggers and things like that, which I still am connected to. And they're a great resource now for me to send other people to them. Yeah. But I think it was a personal, like, oh, I'm letting people down um, because I'm not talking about this anymore sort yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. How did you overcome that feeling of letting people down? Well, luckily, I, like I said, I do, I co-work with a good friend and I also am in a mastermind. And luckily, I, every time I hit sort of a imposter syndrome like I don't think this is where I'm meant to be they will talk me off of the ledge (laughs) so I think that that support is good because being in my head and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way you will you could talk yourself out of anything you know so just getting the support from other people to be like nope follow your gut you know follow that and then you and I doing intuition sessions kind of just like Again, the universe, because when I first, I think, signed up for my first session with you, I wasn't even thinking about my blog. That was still back when I was like, oh, this is the direction I want to go. And so many things like came out of that, that I was just like, oh, I can trust myself, you know? So it's been a combination of having some really amazing people in my corner 
as well as really learning to trust myself. Yes. Yes. That's so good. So forgive me for a simple question, but what is a self-discovery mentor? I know it's that don't, don't even, um, you're, you're not the only person to ask. Um, everyone's like, eh. and I thought maybe I should, I should word it differently. But what I am viewing this as, um, is kind of show, I want to show moms and it is a mom specific thing. Um, because I think I've been a non, I've been not a mother and now I'm a mother. And so, um, mm-hmm. I want to show moms, that they, that the life they had before they had children is still there, but it has changed. And so sometimes I think there's this, uh, who I was before kids, who I am with kids. And, and now I don't neither, you know, neither fits exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 And so I want to show moms, there is a new you that emerges and, you know, she has her own dreams and she has her own um, things she wants to accomplish that are different than they used to be, but they're certainly just as important and maybe even more important now that we have kids to continue to follow them. Um, And I've just noticed so many people in my personal life and also, you know, virtually in groups who they're, they, they always are saying, well, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And I just want women, mothers to find that time and prioritize that time for themselves. So the self-discovery is a way of anything you're passionate about. It doesn't have to be, I want to start a business. Cause a lot of times people are like, but I don't want to start. I don't want to have a side business. I, and that's perfectly okay. You don't, you can have a blog just for fun. You can have a mm-hmm. hobby. You can you can want to learn to play the oboe. I don't care what it is. I just want people to have something that's just their own and discovering that I think um, meditation can help anyone. Journaling can help anyone. Community building can help anyone discover that passion. Yeah. Yeah. And that new self that has emerged. Exactly. Exactly. And finding um, maybe new people that love to, you know, you could be someone who loves, you have maybe just discovered baking bread. You know, that was a big pandemic thing, the baking bread. And maybe you love that. And maybe you love talking about baking bread. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you don't have any friends who want to talk about baking bread, but there are people in this world who want to talk about baking bread and you can find them. So, you know, I, that's what I want to like kind of show people. Yes. When it comes to not having enough time, that is something that I hear a lot. It's just in that collective consciousness. So what do you want mothers to know about time? Well, I want the biggest thing for me is that, um, and I think maybe the pandemic has helped us in this way, but to shine light on there is time. It's just prioritizing yourself as needing that time throughout the week. Because I think a lot of people pre-pandemic, it was like working or non-working, but you know, you go through the day of doing all the jobs you have to do. And then after work, after school, your kids are in a lot of activities. I have several people in my life whose kids are in um, a lot of activities. 
one after the other. And then it's dinner, bedtime, and it's go, go, go. And the weekends look the same way. And for me, I purposely don't create that life of like, everyone has so much going on because I need the time for myself. So my husband knows on Sunday mornings until noon, we're not doing anything because that is one of the pockets of my week that I need to myself, whether I'm choosing to sleep in or whether I'm working on the blog or whether I'm going to get caught, you know, pre-pandemic, get coffee with a friend. So if, if my daughter wants to take um, a dance class again, after the pandemic, um, if my daughter <laughs> wants to take a dance class and it's only offered on Sunday mornings, that's going to be a pass for the Conwell family because that doesn't work with our priorities. Hmm. And I think that's part of showing, you know, I have two daughters and a son and the, the, my son is my baby. So, you know, he's still little, but just showing my daughters who are six and three and a half, like I matter and I'm, I matter in this family yeah. and, you know, and, and they know that, okay, mom matters. Like we can't do this on Sunday because this is what's going on. And we'll have to find something, you know, we'll have to find, you know, maybe a dance class that's on Thursday or maybe there's not, maybe we'll have to do a music class or, you know, something like that. And that's what I'm kind of showing. It's almost a novel concept to some people of like, oh, I could actually say that doesn't work for me in my schedule because that's my time. Yes, yes, yes. That's so good. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned our work together and tapping into your intuition more. What has that brought you in the last few months? I mean, so much. (laughs) I am, I am indecisive by nature. I'm a Libra. So I am just a very, I just always have been, whether it's choosing dinner or choosing a paint color or choosing an outfit, I've always been very indecisive and tapping into my intuition you know, especially in our deep sessions, I can go, I've gone really deep and, and then come back and journaled about that, um, about, you know, certain things that have come up, but always it's my gut instinct is right, you know, mm-hmm. and the, and my, typically the first thing that comes to mind is what I want mm-hmm. and just following that. And a funny example of that is, when like, say for example, with food, you know, like choosing dinner, if we eat out once a week, I have gotten tacos now probably every week for the past six months because that's what I want. And I am happy with having my tacos every Friday night because if I get a burger, I am disappointed. (laughs) And so, you know, that's just, like I said, a silly example, but it's just really like, this is what makes me happy right now. And if it's very repetitive, that's okay. Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. So would your mind before that, before having this access to your intuition, would your mind have gotten in the way and been like, oh, well, no, we have to switch things up. We can't have tacos every week. Yes. Like, oh, we cannot be like, it was like, kind of like, we can't be this boring family. so predictable, you know, (laughs) like, and we get these tacos and it's so boring, you know, and my husband, obviously in that, that decision, he, he, he loves variety. He could eat something different every day and he'd be like, let me try something else. Um, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, I I don't want, I didn't want to be predictable. I thought like, you know, I really, I got to keep my edge by not choosing the same thing for dinner, which is ridiculous. But yeah, it, it really, um, that was definitely part of it. 
I love that. It's such like a funny, fun example, but it's really true because yeah, the indecisiveness comes from your mind. Like your intuition always knows what you want. And when you have access to that, you can really start to trust yourself more. Exactly. And a lot of times, you know, I think before, you know, I would have a gut feeling. I've always been someone who I've like consider I had a strong intuition on other people's character Mm. And that's great, you know, <laughs> but, but on my own character, I was like, I really did have to tap into that. And like, but what do I, re- what are my real values? Because sometimes we, that's even with, a, you know, with my husband who I love dearly and I, you know, he's the smartest person I've ever met, but he and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on certain ethical or moral standpoints and tapping into that for me makes, brings those things back and brings me mm. back to like, nope, this is how I feel about that subject. And it's okay that it's different from his, mm-hmm. but it's different. Mm-hmm. And it empowers you to stand in in your own way and like be yourself instead of feeling like you have like, oh, well, what do I believe? Like, you know what you believe. Exactly, exactly. And in motherhood, I mean, my oldest now, she just turned six. So I feel like we've turned the corner of into, she's a kid, you know, and she, she, we tell her things now and she's like absorbing it. And I, I have to know who I am to teach her to know who she is. And that's really important to me. Hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, just two last questions for you, kind of rapid fire. So what are you celebrating and what are you cultivating? I am celebrating, right now I am celebrating the fact that I have gotten through 11 months of this pandemic and I know I can get through the rest of it at this point because I think there have been moments <laughs> where I was like, I'm not going to make it. Um, but I laugh. I'm like, I look back. I've done it for 11 months. We can do hard things. And I can make it until my whole family gets vaccinated. And I will not only be surviving in that time, I will be thriving and come out on the other end a better person. Yes, you will. You are. Thank you. Yes, I feel that way. Aww. What are you cultivating? I think I'm cultivating a new work flow for myself. One that is feeling kind of less like work and more like making things fun and leaning into the things that feel fun mm-hmm. and leaning out of the things that don't feel fun. Because, and that's a big part of being an entrepreneur is you want to, you want, you know, I wanted to pick what I did and what I didn't do. Um, but for a long time, I, I still let other people, you know, their, what they said needed to be done kind of dictate that. Yes. And through, through needing fun in my life, because after the holidays kind of died down, you know, the holidays, at least that was something that picked me up. And then, you know, like I said, the winter months came in. I was like, I'm going to make this fun for myself. And so even if it doesn't, it doesn't stick with anyone else, at least I had a fun time along the way. And so, you know, that for me just looks like creating content that I am enjoying and creating things that I think look fun, playing with reels on Instagram, um, dancing around with music and just kind of like 
laughing, laughing things off and not taking it so seriously. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Taryn, thank you so much for being here and sharing your magic with all of us. Let us know how can folks connect with you? Um, well, thank you for having me. This was a blast. Yes, yeah. you can find me on Instagram at undomesticmom or my blog is undomesticmom.com. And um, you can DM me over on Instagram and I would be happy to talk with anyone. Oh, yay. Yeah, you totally should. Taryn is awesome. Thank you again for being here and bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.